0: Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his 80s. What's even more shocking is he looks more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age, and it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade. has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular price order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today.
1: Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. This is your WWE SmackDown post show. It's the go-home to payback, guys. Get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com and leave a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind to us. We would appreciate it. Uh, we got a lot of math to talk about tonight because we've got someone that we haven't seen in a while. Somebody that... People would say you can't see them, but we did oh. see them, Alex. We did see them today. We saw John Cena tonight <laughs> making his return to SmackDown, keeping that consecutive streak of years working, uh, going. We'd love to see it. John Cena just walking right back into his like top form, in my opinion. I thought he did some good stuff tonight. We're, we're going to get into all of the stuff that happened on SmackDown. We had a main event with AJ Styles and Solo Sokoa. Tons to chat about, but before we do, we're also going to remind you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. If you wanted to know that John Cena was on his way, could have found out <laughs> there. Okay, You could have gone to FightfulSelect.com and gotten tonight's rundown. You have your daily CM Punk update that Sean is giving, and speak of the devil. <laughs> Sean Ross App isn't here right now.
2: He's on I got both it. screens. He's in my house and your house. Look at that. He is. Look
0: at that. Look at that. Oh, house. my gosh. <laughs> so, man, my hair's all messed up. I've been playing Ninja Turtles all night. What this a great, great game. Sean. A, a good Shredder's time. Revenge. Shredder's Revenge, the new DLC. But they ain't paying me nothing. Uh, guys, get your Super Chats, Humper Chats in. Leave the thumbs up. We would greatly appreciate it. Please join me uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be doing a payback review as well as uh, an all-out review. Cresta is going to join me on all-out. I'll be doing it solo on uh, on Payback, so make sure you guys check that out. But today on Fightful Select, we had a little bit of news. Uh, we didn't have a little bit of news. We had a bunch. I did like an hour-long stream. We talked about John Cena, how he's back, why he's back. So here's what people within WWE have been told. They obviously did not expect him to be a mm. part of, of the show uh, this summer or fall. Cena said tonight he's going to be on SmackDown for a couple of months. This is a far cry from what we saw a couple of years ago where they would just have him do dark matches, which is really, really weird. But now he's going to be a part of the show. And I'm told that they have no concerns. If for some reason the strike were to end tomorrow, they expect him to make those dates that he has advertised for all Fridays. I believe with the exception of payback that he's, he's doing tomorrow. But um, whenever that does end, they'll wrap up whatever it is that he's got going on. And then he'll he'll be able to go. But uh man, there's there's an awful lot that John Cena can do now. I just hope they do the interesting stuff instead of the not interesting stuff. Uh that would be awful nice, in my opinion. Any any questions you all have about Cena?
1: Yeah, send in your super chats and your humper chats, guys. But I will ask, um, it did seem like the strike might have freed him up for this. Obvious question yes. is. The Rock is also not working. Do you think this could affect WrestleMania plans for that fella? Maybe come. I do.
0: Up. I do. I do think it's, I, I said this last year, but I thought it was now or never this last year. Well, this is a situation that you couldn't have possibly thought of. I mean, even AEW got Samoa Joe for a little bit longer than they thought they would. He wasn't supposed to work Death Before Dishonor, and then all of a sudden, there he was, available to work Death Before Dishonor. Um, so yeah, I think that it's going to have ramifications for an awful lot of people, uh, several companies as well. But the John Cena thing, they obviously didn't expect to have him for any extended period of time, and now they've got him for at least two months and at least Mm. like nine or ten dates. Now, hopefully, they make the most of it because in 2020 and 2021, they absolutely did not. When they could, when they had him in studio during the pandemic, I would have filmed a bunch of squash matches, just random on SmackDown, whatever you can do to get somebody to view, to, to view the show. I don't know how much wrestling he's going to do. And judging by what we saw at WrestleMania, there ain't much I want to see him do, but my advice to anybody that is on the mic with him. And I thought Jimmy, Uso did a good job. Get your shit in or else John Cena still will attempt to bury you on the mic because he showed up to Austin Theory and said a whole bunch of stuff that didn't make any sense. And we have seen him do this in the past where he, you know, he does that, that thing. And it's like, Oh, it's great to see John Cena, but he gets on the mic and then he buries people. And you can tell they're a little hesitant to say something back. Don't be afraid to say something back. Big boy, John Cena can take it. And if he can't guess what, he ain't going to be there in three months, probably. So what's it matter? He ain't going to beat you up backstage.
1: Who do you think he might come back for? Now, I think it's very interesting that we still have Randy Orton waiting in the wings because if he is able to come back and these guys both are on their last legs, I think you can do like the this generation heel and this generation face thing. The way we saw Cena work, I don't know if that's where I would want to go, but I feel like Grayson Waller is kind of being teed up here as a, a possibility with the way he's been fighting other legends along the line. Do you have any thoughts or like ideas of who would be kind of on your wish list for that, Sean?
0: Waller makes sense. If I were WWE, boy, I would, I would put Cena right on the same side of the ring as LA Knight, and sure. I would probably do Miz and Waller or Miz and Theory against uh, John Cena and LA Knight because that is a ringing endorsement of LA Knight and. I would also say backstage, do not try to steal any of his thunder. But then what I would do is parlay that into Cena and LA night, honestly, and see how the crowd reacts to that. Because if there's one guy I know is going to give it back to John Cena on the microphone, it's LA Knight. He's not going to let anybody get over at the expense of him. So uh, yeah, I, I would love to see that. I would love to see him and Cody, obviously. That would, that would be great. But uh, well, it'd be great in theory, obviously. Uh, also, I just got a, a couple notes. Highest grossing non-PLE for WDB and Hershey. Uh, also, in the, the production and live events notes that I'm seeing, Nick Aldis was backstage. He was doing some producing. Bobby Roode this last week got his first uh, his first solo assignment, which is interesting. I haven't seen Nick Aldis get any uh, solo assignments, though. Uh, Bobby rude has been shadowing Michael Hayes. Uh, Nick Aldis was shadowing Jason Jordan tonight, uh, but yeah, uh, Michael Hayes still doing the bloodline stuff. Uh, John Cena back in there. He he was getting produced by, by Michael Hayes and Bobby Roode tonight, which interestingly enough internally was listed as a Jimmy Uso segment interrupted by John Cena, not the other way around. I don't know if that was an error or if they looked at it and they said, ah, oh, you know what? Probably makes more sense to hit this music to start the show. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross was the planned dark match tonight. But before the show, we had Butch and Kit Wilson, which is good news because that means that Elton Prince is probably getting closer to a return. He was supposed to be there. I, don't, I didn't see uh, if he was there ahead of the show, but that's good news too. Dakota Kai still hanging around on internal rosters and stuff like that. That's good news as well. Very happy to hear that. Very happy to see that.
1: Definitely, definitely. And we'd be very happy to see super chats and humper chats if you have any questions for Sean. We do have payback coming up and we do have another AEW pay per view, of course, right around the corner here. Since we have you, any Mm -hmm. kind of initial thoughts on the builds question mark to both of these cards? (laughs) Uh, Any expectations, any surprises that you might see coming down the line in either of these shows?
0: Well, I think WWE got themselves off the hook with surprises by having John Cena host the show. Sure, There's always the Damian Priest thing that, that looms. Um, as of now, I look at Raquel and Rhea, and that's the most interested I am in any match. Uh, Becky and Trish in a cage, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, you know that Judgment Day, Owens and Sammy will be good because we've seen it 72 times, and it's always been good. For Rollins and Nakamura, I'm not expecting anything major, but I do think that this will set up like Rollins selling his back for like a year straight, quite sure. frankly. Like, I think that's what will happen there. LA Knight and The Miz, I think that should be like an eight-minute match and LA Knight should kind of crush him, to be honest with you. As far as All Out, it seems concentrated to me. It seems like, like almost intentional if there's no world title matches on here. There is no ROH world title match, no AEW world title match, real world's title match, tag team world title match or women's world title match on this show, which is very, very interesting to me with nine matches set up. I'm excited to see Shane Taylor over there, even though I'm sure that a whole lot of people watching this show won't have a damn clue why they're fighting. Uh, But I do love I love him. I think Orange Cassidy and John Moxley is going to main event the show. I think this is uh, the, the opportunity to launch a big Miro push that I hope they do. I fully believe that they just did Luchasaurus and Darby Allin just so Christian could do the line on Nick Wayne. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's several matches that should be on Dynamite or Collision, which is the eight-man with Young Bucks and FTR, which should have had a much better build. The Eddie Kingston and Shibata match against Blackpool Combat Club, I love it, but that is a Dynamite Rampage Collision match. And uh, the the other match that I'm particularly looking forward to is Omega and Takeshita oh, because yeah. uh, the Ruby and Chris thing got like a two week build. That's where we are. Stephanie Chase had a a good preview show with Kenny McIntosh, of uh, Inside the Ropes today. So, it should That's be cool. interesting. A couple a couple nights of uh, we got back to back reviews. You got I think you're going to be on Sour Graps the next two nights. I'll be here solo tomorrow night because the niece is in Chicago, and then on sunday there's not going to be a collision review this week instead we're going to kind of roll that into the all out review and crest is going to be joining me for that but uh FightfulSelect.com, we're going to have news on all out we're going to have news on this smackdown we're going to have a whole lot of stuff
1: Well, stay yep. tuned for that another wrestling filled weekend we just kind of keep these rolling you get to be at home this time that is good Oh, yeah. Enjoy and get some rest. We appreciate it and happy belated birthday, some people in the chat. Thank you up so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Sean. All right. Bye. Bye. So some updates there from Sean as we get ready to head into a dual pay per view a weekend, which is always good, a healthy weekend for wrestling. Uh, we're going to talk about tonight's episode of SmackDown, though, so we will get in. I see a couple Super Chats and Humper Chats lingering in the background there, but let's start off with this John Cena return. Uh, we open the show with a Bloodline video package, and we get John Cena's music hitting right away after that Cena says he's coming home to WWE. He talked about how the fans in WWE Universe afforded him opportunities to do things like go wrestle in India for the first time next week, hosting Payback, and he's going to do everything he can to kind of give back to the fans. Pretty standard babyface stuff, but always nice to see from John Cena, and nobody really delivers it better than that guy. My goodness. Uh, And then he gets cut off by Jimmy Uso's music, which is a nice remix, it sounds like, on on the usual theme that we get from the Uso. So I liked that. I think it's a really healthy sign for this story that as soon as that happens... We want Jay Chance ring out. I feel like that is a, even though it hasn't been my favorite, that is the sign that you have had a very effective heel turn because they're cheering for the other guy who's not even there just by the presence of Jimmy. Excellent. Well played. Well done. And I actually thought Jimmy did pretty well on the mic tonight with this too. To Sean's point, John Cena's coming after you, man. He's Word. He's got the talons out. And I, I kind of like that in this stage of his career because John Cena never got to turn heel. If he's coming back, he should be coming back with an edge, right? I like this. So Jimmy kind of reiterating what we all kind of are buying into at this point, right? Like I didn't love the turn, but he says that he did what he did because he loves his brother and he doesn't want him to turn into a Roman or a John Cena. He doesn't want him to be corrupted by them, um, like them, excuse me. They kind of trade fashion barbs for a little bit. Jimmy gets some shots in on Cena, making these Roman comparisons, saying they both take and take and take from the crowd and the locker room and all these things. And then Cena, counterpunch, knockout, says there's been something he wanted to say to Jimmy for three years, and that is that the wrong Uso quits. We then get Jimmy going for a super kick into the attitude adjustment. This was some good stuff to start the show. Uh, We do have Anthony Velasquez sending in a super chat. Thank you so much for doing so. Saying, what was the point of the last three months of the bloodline stuff? Now, clearly it seems Jimmy is rejoining the bloodline soon. Uh, I would say that their justification for it, and I I don't necessarily love it, was he didn't want him to turn into Roman, right? Like, he doesn't want his brother to turn into Roman. That doesn't mean he doesn't want Roman's spot. So that's a piece of it. But I also don't know if he's joining the bloodline. Like, he might have Solo to back a little bit. But if he's saying, I don't want you to turn into Roman, it doesn't mean I have a problem with Solo. That doesn't mean I have a problem with anybody else that might be sniffing around the bloodline. It means I have a problem with that guy being the asshole at the head of the table, and I didn't mm. want my brother to become that. So what I like about that is it's a justified mentality for the guy that turned heel. I like it when you can see heel's point of view and they're doing a good job telling that story. Not my favorite thing in the world, but that's the justification they're giving. I don't know if he's rejoining the bloodline in a sense. I don't know if Roman's going to be around. So I don't know what the, <laughs> the bloodline looks like until probably the new year, realistically. But I thought a strong opening segment. I think it's a great thing that we're getting John Cena hosting payback on a card that has not felt very strong. Uh, to Sean's point, Raquel and... Rhea feel like the biggest deal on it. Becky and Trish in a cage is great, but that's like a compensatory because we didn't fit you on the SummerSlam card thing, right? So not a great build there, but John Cena being there automatically makes it feel more important. So I think a strong opening segment. I didn't feel like this was kind of the necessarily like insane fire that people kind of made it out to be, but I think it's a productive and a smart move. And I, I think... That one line was a a really nice, a nice shot for John Cena. What did you think, Alex?
2: Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a good, strong opening. Obviously, you know, uh, I said this on Twitter. It's, um, it's weird because we grew up watching a lot of the, uh, veterans and older, uh, wrestlers come in and kind of just take over the show, um, at times and We we gave them, we really didn't, I guess, because I was younger, it really didn't take advantage of the fact that we were still seeing them in, in the ring and around, right? And then as we got older, you know, the rocks and stone colds of our time are gone. Like, they don't even show up anymore. And the one constant will always be John Cena, even 21 years later. Like it's insane that for 20 plus years, we've been watching this man come in and kind of do his thing. And I'm in awe anytime I see him coming to the ring. And now that I'm older and, and a a better thought processor, I guess I want to say in, in wrestling terms, I really appreciate him being here. So having him here for however long he's going to be having him here, verbally abuse uh, Jimmy or Jimmy, because they put an extra <laughs> M on his lower third Jimmy. Um watching him on uh on payback tomorrow, if they're gonna have something special for him, that'd be great. And if you know if the strike were to end and you know he's still gonna commit to the dates, that's great. It's a win-win situation because he has a lot of things on the pipeline as well. So being on WWTV, he can promote those things. So I'm excited to see what this is going to bring in the next three months. I mean, till the end of the year, you know. So sure. um, again, strong opening. I thought it was a strong opening. I mean, we we spoke behind the the scenes. It wasn't the greatest, you know, kind of like wraparound show that we always get when there's a pay per view. But
1: sure, I loved it. I, I think I think that um, today.
2: Yeah. Jimmy also did well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Jim. did 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 well too. Definitely held his own
2: yeah I, I, I
1: like where this is going i really was not like expecting him by the way
2: was not expecting him to show up today and and kind of just like be as active as he was in today's show
1: look at all the the love we're getting for how attractive we are okay oh people God, out here guys. saying i look like a ray of sunshine people out here saying that you look like you could be in the pages of gq hey, somebody boy. said respectfully so about me before look we are young and hot on a friday night all Listen, right we talking are about sexy. wrestling. We okay that's it duo this Send is your freaky Super friday and your humper chats to tell us how hot we are but more importantly if you have something that you want to contribute on the show if we have time to because this is a very kind of quick move and go home show we can talk a little bit about payback and we'll we'll get into a little bit of aw Luis always does such a great job of keeping us posted about what's going on on rampage so we do appreciate that a great deal but we'll move along we get a quick backstage with kayla braxton welcoming in austin theory and grayson waller who i actually think this is a pretty clever idea a lot of people have been saying Grayson Waller coming into the fold has made Austin Theory obsolete. You put them on the same side of things, you can't kind of say someone's trying to replace them, right? That's not a terrible move. I do think Grayson Waller's just a little bit more settled into kind of who he is and the character that he is. But having them on the same side of things is a great way to kind of negate that challenge. I, I think that's well played. They laugh at Cena and theory. Talks about how he beat John Cena at WrestleMania. And they go back to the ring for the LWO entrance and we get into our match where Grayson Waller wins with that rolling stunner on Escobar. Uh, I have in my notes here that this is the extremely specific finishers match because Rey Mysterio, (laughs) you got to be set up in between the ropes for that 619. (laughs) Grayson Waller, you have to leave the ring and come back. It's a very silly thing, but Really loved a couple of spots in this match. It was pretty short, but again, it's a go-home, so what are you going to do? I like uh, the Frankensteiner that Escobar got in here. So good. Just so crisp. He's he's so great in the ring. Uh, really do feel like we have to... I I'm, I love the LWO, so I don't want it to come across as overwhelmingly negative, but with Ray winning, it does feel a little bit like We're just buying time kind of until there's a turn here or until Dom comes back into the picture or they go for a tag team shot or whatever. Like this does just feel like we're on the same side of things until we sow the seeds of dissension. So I'm I'm kind of waiting for that side of things to get going a little bit more, but not the worst, not the worst. I'd never like pinning champions, but this isn't terrible. Um, in that regard, I have bigger complaints later down the line. What were your thoughts on what we got today?
2: Uh, you know, I, I I I don't know what they're doing at 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 the beginning. I thought I knew what they were going to do with the LWO and, and where they were going with them. And I'm am a little bit lost now as to like what they want to do with with the group. Um, I know that Mysterio has the the belt. Are they going to plan a big clash with his son? Like I don't know. My big thought of the group right now. Aside from this match, which was which was all right, you know what I'm saying? It, it is what it is. Um, watching Grayson and Waller and, and Theory together as a team made me think back of uh, the old Vince McMahon days when he would just take random ass people and put them together. And here you go. Here's a new tag team. And they kind of make it work because they kind of play off each other of that pompous attitude that they have. And they're like laughing at people. So I thought that was pretty cool, like the way that they're going to probably play that out until they probably turn on each other. Right. Because you can. Never have two snakes together like that before one bites the other one's head off. So I I I I want to concentrate more on what, what what we're doing with the LWO. And I don't know, man. Every time I see them out there, I feel like Santos is the one that's gonna turn around and like kinda okay, I'm done with this because it's my turn, type of deal. So I'm hoping that we get more shine, you know, a little bit more sure. shine on the boys, a you know, Angelina as well you know, and see where they go. Maybe have Zelina also turn her back on them. I would love to see it heal Zelina again. She's so good at it and right. so amazing at, at just the way she is. But that's me, Um, you know, uh, wishful thinking. Other than, like, the match was alright, but I'm just thinking ahead. Like, I want... God damn it. I'm sorry. I'm a Latino. I want to see something <laughs> come out of this. You know what sure. I'm saying?
1: Sure. And I, I don't think it's a bad move to have the US title on Rey Mysterio and to correct myself before, Santos is the one that took the pin, so it wasn't a champion getting pinned on television, but it is a champion on the losing side of something correct, and somebody yeah. who he's been working with versus two guys that just got smushed together. So better articulated, that's kind of more my well, we minor frustration Al- with that. Alex yeah.
2: Polowski would have had his comment about the champion team losing. It's,
1: don't, we're not going to summon him? No. We're going to keep it? It's we're like Beetlejuice. Keep moving. I only said his name once. <laughs> He's got his own show going on on Fightful Select that you can check out, actually, if you would like to. Uh, he does either a Rampage or a Collision review, usually a Rampage review. So uh, if you want to get sour, we'll be doing that all weekend, actually. Alex and I will be getting sour behind the paywall, for sure, uh, both Saturday and Sunday for both pay-per-views. You can catch us on Fightful Select. But yeah, I, I feel like you're right in that you can't, at this stage of the career, Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio. Turning heel is just not going to work. Everybody loves Ray. If you don't love Ray, you're the problem. Like, no way. I've also gotten to see Santos work heel, and he's great. Oh, so damn.
2: Oh, my God.
1: So, my hope is, and I, I don't think they'll do this, because I, I think the move for them is that they want Dominic to retire his dad. That's just Oof. kind of a classic story. But, man, do I want to see the farewell match be sure. Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. I just think that would be something really, really Past
2: special. Pass the mantle. Though. His son's already made. And, yeah, his, and son's, his son's getting to NXT time he didn't get in the beginning where he was supposed to start, right? So here we are. <laughs>
1: yeah, I agree. Uh, I also think that like, that's just such a generational passing of the torch luchador-wise. I, I feel it could be something that's really special. Santos dope, Escobar yeah. is Unspeakably cool. So whether you have him as a heel or a face, I think is fun. I've said like, I feel like pretty much every Latin star gets an Eddie Guerrero comparison. Like if they even if one. they even have three friends, or like it's basically the three amigos. So if if uh, their <laughs>
2: name sounds Hispanic, is like the late <laughs> great Eddie Guerrero. Late,
1: exactly. Like, come on, dude!
2: Just because he has a goddamn Spanish last name.
1: 100 <laughs> percent. It's like, uh, oh, Martinez basically Eddie Guerrero so Oh yeah it's just um but of, of all the comparisons that I've said this before so sorry if it's redundant but like I feel like Santos Escobar is probably the closest with that yeah. like it's such a he just has that that thing where you're that effortless coolness that effortless coolness is, is just so embedded in him so I hope he gets to have that breakout moment does feel like we're a little bit stalled but that's also just kind of common with this time of year to be honest like there's we kind of headed into survivor series which doesn't always feel like a big four but we've got this intermittent pay-per-view like this is just kind of a weird time of year yeah. for wwe programming in general so somewhat mm-hmm. to be expected at this point but i'll tell you what is not to be expected and I, that is bobby lashley not giving me a suit alex how many weeks of this do i have to uh, put up with we've been
2: protesting with bobby for a while now and he's just it's he's ecstatic. just being belligerent at this point
1: i don't he's, know if a, you, thank you. Thank
2: yeah. you. Oh, okay, I dare to say the... if Behind his screen, I'm going to tell him anything. I mean... Face to face.
1: Bobby Lashley. We got a quick backstage here. But ultimately, we get Bobby Lashley coming out. Okay? <laughs> he looks great. He's in one of these suits. He looks fantastic. And he says, essentially, that he's so happy about what's happening with the Street Profits because real recognizes real. Greatness recognizes greatness, right? Okay? Great. Word. Real recognizes real? Huh? Huh? Oh boy. Like, I don't understand why he just won't give me a suit. Um, I <laughs> he looks looks fantastic. He's getting them all set up. If you want to recognize real, send me a suit. That's all I'm saying. Every time he comes out, it's a slap in the face. She's That's
2: not asking, asking for much, people.
1: I'm really I'm asking for one suit. She's
2: asking I'll for have one. Suit. One suit. And I'm sure right. Kate will look great in a suit.
1: Thank you. I would. I mean, I can pull it off. I'm being totally jacket?
2: creepy right now on the Internet.
1: Oh, uh, that's not you. That is other people in the chat who just mm, got me. But uh, we get the Street Profits also coming out here. Lashley saying yes. that the Street Profits are charismatic and athletic, and now they're more aggressive than ever. And that's the thing that I loved the most in this whole promo. We knew the charisma. We knew the athleticism and Bobby Lashley saying to complete this picture, we're going to bring in this aggressive side is so fantastic. Like love it. it's a, a endemically kind of like slid in there kind of thing where he just is telling you like the story without being so showcasing of it. i love, love, love that. And then you have the street prophets who are thanking Bobby Lashley for all they've done for them. And they say, it's nothing personal. It's just profit, which is a fun oh, little tagline. My Love only it. complaint with this, and it's a minor one, is that the Street prophet said, like, look at them now. They're more successful than ever. And I'm like, well, no, because you don't have a, a tag team contendership. You're you are right. don't have the tag team titles. They haven't been racking up wins. Now, they go in the direction of, look at us. We look great. We feel great. We've got all of this kind of, like, um, acumen building or whatever. But saying that they're, like, more successful than they've ever been just isn't true. Um, but I do, I think we're headed there. I think we're headed there, and this ultimately kind of ends with Bobby Lashley saying, like, we've put the whole company on notice here, so uh, I really like it. I think it's heading in a great direction, but I do weep for Shelton and Cedric. Like, they should be on my screen. Get them on my screen. Come on now.
2: Yeah. As long as we get a payoff out of it, that's one of the things I always complain about, is about the payoff or where we're going. Like the story's great. We're building, we're building, we're building. And I'm hoping that it just kind of doesn't not fall flat, but it kind of just plateaus. And then we just get, you know, match after match because of what's been happening with the tag team division. It's kind of been there, but not really. Like it's kind of gaining steam again now with uh, KO and and Sammy. So we'll see where everything goes.
1: Yeah, I feel like KO and Sammy were the most over baby faces on the roster. We had that story with Pretty Deadly, but everything else was still like serving yeah. other people. So I really want them to kind of settle into some really great stories, especially because they have both sets of belts. So we will see what happens this Sunday at Payback. But a good story there. And speaking of KO and Sammy, who come in and interrupt this, we've got them defeating Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde here in a, a very fast match, about two minutes long. We have Zayn hitting the Huluva kick and getting tagged in here. With Owens getting the tag right back and hitting the stunner for the win. And then post-match, Sami Zayn just delivers a very quick little promo here, taking the microphone and saying that at payback, they and Judgment Day will bring everything they have because it's going to be the fight of their lives. A fight that, as Sean pointed out, we have seen many a time before, but looking forward to it nonetheless. Not a lot to talk about in this match. This is just kind of to give momentum to the champions going into the pay-per-view. But any thoughts on this?
2: No, no, just um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do at a, at a payback. Is it? I hope, again, it's just not just a normal match that kind of falls flat. And, OK, let's see what we're going to do Monday night and so on and so on. I, I hope that this it brings some excitement back to the uh, tag team division.
1: I hope so, too. And you know what else, Alex? I'm excited Ooh. for all the the wrestling that we have all weekend. OK, but I yeah. got to say. It takes a hit on the bank account when we've got all in and all out back to back. Okay. They're asking us to double up. And I just think it would be really helpful, you know, if there was some way that you could just like pay a little less from a different country, perhaps.
2: Can you can you tell me how?
1: Like, uh, how possible? I could, but there's someone who can do that even better. And let me tell you who that person is. It's Sean Ross.
0: Buying pay-per-views on NordVPN.com slash Fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits, but if you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff, any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys. Change your virtual location, Pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, etc., etc. And you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be. The way that it was designed to be. The easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Even better, 24-7 tech support. So if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet, nordvpn.com slash fightful.
2: Love me some NordVPN.
1: Who doesn't? I
2: use it myself, friends. I do a lot of illegal transactions and it's Whoa. the best way for me. <laughs> Just kidding. Whoa. I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. What I Are do? Are you
1: doing drug deals and giving Sean all of his cocaine? Is that what's happening?
2: Apparently, when I was hired by Fightful, that's what I was told. I was the I was the uh, cocaine bear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cocaine Bear Cardoza. That uh, what
2: that's what had. they call me in the streets. I don't know if you guys knew that.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you Ashok for the dancing Garcia alert for me. I like my techers and I like my dancers. I get both with Danny Garcia. I'll take very it. Very nice. So that whole Sean is on cocaine thing cracked me up because my very first invoice I ever sent to Fightful, he emailed me back immediately. He goes, can we pay you a crack?
2: Oh, my God.
1: And I was That's like, we've great. come really full circle. We have. Yeah. But man, what a boring cokehead head Sean is. Uh, <laughs> we're going to <And> say.
2: <laughs> it has clear pee.
1: Yeah, because he's hydrated. Stay mm. hydrated, people. We're going to save this AJ Styles interview backstage for our main event, but we will dive into what I thought was a pretty fun little segment between The Miz and LA Night. We gave them a lot of time tonight, a very talky episode, as a lot of go homes are. You're trying yeah. to control potential injuries and things like that. So The Miz and LA Night start to barb on the mic. I got to say, wasn't into this program initially. Boy, oh boy, have they won me over on it. This is one of my favorite things that they're doing right now. But we got LA Knight referencing The Miz was impersonating The Rock and John Cena, and now LA Knight because the thing that they all have in common is they're all people The Miz wanted to be, but can't. I love this S talking so mm-hmm. damn much. And LA Knight kind of giving what feels to me like his first, maybe like proper babyface promo because. He was a heel, and then he just got so over with the crowd, it was undeniable they had to turn him face. But it was kind of like in this weird in-between spot. Today he comes out, and he says he came from the sewers and slept in his car while The Miz was on reality show. That is babyface with an edge stuff, and I really, really like it. Miz saying that Knight was the reality star too, but he failed, and that people love LA Knight because they are also failures. Like, These two guys with each other are in their own wheelhouses to like the umpteenth degree. I love, love, love seeing that Miz is a human time traveler and when LA Knight loses confidence and popularity, he will go back to cutting promos in a mirror with a hairbrush like he did in 2003. Damn, this was a lot of fun. Knight goes to hit his catchphrase, but the Miz catching him with the skull crushing finale I thought was a whole heck of a lot of fun. They gave this segment a lot of time. I think it paid off. This actually feels like one of the more important things happening in WWE world right now. But I got to say of all of this, I thought it was really, really strong. And I just continue to be so surprised. I don't, I'm not surprised at this point. I don't think you can be surprised. That would make me an idiot, but um impressed with and kind of shocked by how sustained this LA popularity is like, that music hits and people go nuts. And that's what I loved about Monday's segment was like, The Miz came out doing his impersonation of LA Knight. And I was like, the most teal thing he could do is not be LA Knight. So I thought that was really, really good. I loved, loved, loved this. Good, good, good stuff. I'm in on this story, man. What were your thoughts on what we got here tonight?
2: Yeah, it just continues to roll through. I think that they need to stick with this for a while. I hope that they just don't dead it. Um, I think that this everything that has been thrown at the Miz as of late with everyone that has been coming into the company, um, he's Teflon. So he's tough. It doesn't matter what you throw at him. The Miz is still going to be the Miz. We know this. Why? Because he's been thrown uh, Chiampa And everyone else before him has been thrown at at, at the Miz, right? And for years, the Miz, Dow, everything. We're looking at him now, 10 years, 15 years later, through all that mess, he's still the Miz. He's still doing it, and we're not, like, bored of him. We think it's pretty funny every time he comes out and gets into these verbal spouts with these wrestlers, right? And he met someone like LA Knight who has the verbal ability to fight him back on, on the mic, and the, the Miz is great in the ring, so you know you're going to get quality out of him. So I just hope they just don't end it, and they just dead it, and and it's over. I hope it kind of continues to go because I like this back and forth. I'm really enjoying what they're doing, and I think it'll really help L.A. Knight. Not that he needs it because he's super-duper over, but in the sense of helping him build something. Because you could be over, but he's over and just coming to the ring and cutting promos. Now, let's get some matches behind him and see how the crowd continues to get behind him as matches continue to build up. So that's what I'm hoping that they do with him. And I think it'll be great for the Miz, too. It keeps him busy. You know, like, I like this this twisted-minded freaking Miz where he just starts talking crap on people. I love (laughs) I like him that way.
1: Yeah, this is his sweet spot, and I think it is good. And to your point, they're not giving him a mid-card title. They didn't give him money in the bank. You got to give him something. The Miz is kind of a good entry point into we're buying some time until kind of the more meaningful seasons come around and and WrestleMania and Royal Rumble and things like that. Maybe even survivor series. I don't know where you put him in something like survivor series right now, because there are so many stables. Like you could build out proper survivor series matches like old school style. There are so many alliances and stables right now. I love that. That's some of my favorite wrestling in the world is like very stable heavy. So I'm looking forward to that. But, Loving what we're getting with The Miz and L.A. Knights. Hey guys, we are moving right along here. I'm going to give you a quick rundown about what's happening on Rampage because Luis is the go and telling us everything. There's a number one contender's tag team battle royal. Uh, I'm not going to read the spoilers, but uh, they're out there if you want to see because this was obviously taped already. There was a Santana video promo that uh, I'm getting confirmation now ruled luis is telling me it ruled which is great talking about his past two years about the injury and his can dad i just say passing. something
2: i'm so goddamn glad that they're back i i they're, oh, they're my two God, I know. they're two boricuas that i freaking just you know pride apart that are just like i was never hip to them even when they were what, lax is that what they were called back in impact yeah, days or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. like i was okay like i was listening in but not really paying attention and I'm, I'm like head over heel these, over these two boys, man. They're they're insane. So happy to see them back.
1: I really hope that the move is that they're the ones to dethrone FTR. I know oh, they had some God, interpersonal yes. tension, so I'm hoping that, that got worked out. If they're working together, you hope that's the case, right? Yeah. Uh, but I would love, love, love that just because I feel like that passing of the torch is not only going to be such a healthy move for the tag division, but... Match-wise, I feel like that could be a whole bunch of Agreed. fun, and you could do two or three of those, and I would not be mad about it. And I would not be mad about a lot of the things that we're getting on Rampage tonight. We got Y2J attacking Aussie Open on commentary, and Tammy Guevara coming in to make the save, so that's interesting. By Kingo and Nick Wayne versus Kip Sabian and Gringo Loco. QTV vignette where we've got Johnny TV throwing coffee at Harley Cameron. What's his name that's- again?
0: Um, uh, donny tv
2: no no before that qtv no or
1: harley cameron
2: el gringo loco i want you to say it again you oh, did it so well wow.
1: gringo loco look at
2: this ladies and gentlemen latina kate showing up on friday nights
1: we've got my favorite tecker dancer daniel garcia angel harkar and matt menard getting interviewed they promised to gain the trio title so that's a fun way to kind of break up the Jericho appreciation society in the science. You have the people who are allied in that way and Garcia danced to Renee backstage. I will be going back and watching that. Roddy storming out of an interview with Renee, you know, I hope as an interviewer and Renee's a professional, so I'm sure she did. I hope as an interviewer that Renee like, express that she's concerned about Roddy's neck health because I think we all are um so I I really hope that Roddy knows that Adam Cole may not care about his neck but we here at Fightful do okay and I just I just think it's important that the people know that he's wearing his neck brace on the plane I love it I love it so much and we got
0: in
1: pictures it's incredible In, in pictures where he's not wearing much of anything else I'll put it that way and his neck brace And then we also have Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale versus Taya Valkyrie and Anna Jay. And that is going on right now. So that's rocking and rolling Sky Blue in Chicago. Of course, the most famous Chicago wrestling native. Fantastic stuff. But we've got women's wrestling over here as well. We've got Shati defeating Bailey, And I loved a lot of this match until the ending because... Can we do something that feels important that doesn't involve Charlotte Flair, for oh. the love of God? We get Charlotte hitting Bailey as the referee's distracted. Charlotte's supposed to be the face, Alex. I don't know I don't why know. she's hitting people behind the ref's back, uh, but Shotzi follows that up with a strike and gets the win. Now, a couple of really great things about this. I like that this match got... is one of the longer matches on the card, considering it's a go-home. It's closer to 10 minutes, which is not bad. Shotzi's new look is awesome. I think it's so much fun. This new persona is clicked in for her. I would like to see our spooky Scottish witches back, but, like, as far as unhinged goes and not spooky, we'll take we'll take Shotzi. Um, but she looked good here. Bailey's just such a consummate professional, man. I, I just... When I think of, like, selflessness in ring performers Bailey's right there and Becky's right there of The of the four horsewomen especially like so that's not to say that anybody else isn't yeah one of the most selfless moments I've ever seen in wrestling was uh Sasha Banks crying after or just smiling after losing at Wrestlemania to Bianca because she was like well we just made a star just smiling at her own loss which I, I thought was always so sweet um but In ring performance wise, Bailey just gives and gives and gives and gives and gives, and and I love to see it. She's she's so fantastic with that stuff. Uh, I don't need Charlotte in this. I I think there was news on Fightful Select about kind of the fact that Bianca is written out. It's not supposed to be a super long term thing. I think they there somewhere like could be one month, could be three months kind of thing. She is building quite a brand for herself outside of pro wrestling, so I don't know if it's duties like that or. She just hasn't taken a break in a real long time. She might just be a little banged up and need some recovery time here. So some good stuff here. I like the uh, the Shotzi spiked hair. That's a lot of fun. But I just much would have preferred something a little bit cleaner or less Charlotte involvement. But I think they're trying to maybe pivot with Bianca's absence, Alex.
2: Well, maybe you also give a little rub, a little shine with Charlotte being around because she's a mega superstar, one of the biggest stars in in professional wrestling, she's gonna be breaking I her daddy's record
1: as, as a face
2: because it's what we do. We don't have we, we blur the lines, okay We gotta keep it
1: spicy. WWE does not blur the yeah. Lines.
2: WWE does a lot of spice and blurring, okay? Gosh darn it. All right. You look at the blood. They Whenever they have blood, they, they turn the whole blurring. camera black and white. That's spicy. <laughs>
1: They don't do blurring, they do nonsensical, and that's my problem um, here. It's I was like...
2: gonna say this she must have been, she probably got casted for Kill Bill 4, uh, with what she was wearing. Um, very possible, very possible. So, I think that this might they might be integrating her back into the system because once the uh strike is over, she'll be able to promote that movie. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't, I really don't know why the hell they continue to always bring her in at the most weirdest opportune times i don't know i really don't understand like why we can't do something without saying hey you know that charlotte flair we need to we need to inject her into this real quick
1: yeah and it just feels like the whole thing has been that shotzi is haunting bailey like even when oh she's gosh. not there her voice is like this feels so personal between shotzi and bailey it feels like they're going really far out of their way to kind of engineer um Charlotte into this. So and I always feel like when
2: Charlotte's it. in the ring with someone, I I'm I'm never one hundred percent sold on Charlotte being the perfect one hundred percent baby face. I always feel like no. there's an agenda and there's something about to happen. Uh so you cannot you cannot trust her. I don't know why. And second thing I I saw this on the chat. Thank you for my haircut compliments, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but it is oh, it is right. spooky thank you it is spooky season and with spooky season i am mi- missing my witches and i'm really upset at this i have not seen my witches on tv i don't know what's happening uh with everything that's happening in the world of wrestling i feel like they bring me happiness and i'm wondering why my happiness is no longer here
1: so i will say i think the sonia deville injury flipping the angle into chelsea and piper Uh, probably re-engineered some things a little bit, but they also were not in the picture even before that injury, right? right? And you also have Kaden Katana on the other side, these teams that got called up for NXT to make it feel like there is more of a division. Not really doing much of anything. So it would be nice to see them come back into the picture. Halloween Havoc is sitting right there. Okay, people? Oh, give it to me. You better. You better have our spooky Scottish witches.
2: Please give me some spook.
1: (laughs) Please do. Friday Please. nights are so
2: much better. When
1: they, are. they are. They are. So hopefully they come back around for that. But we are already flipping over into our main event, guys. I know it hasn't been like the strongest build. Okay. But feel free to get into your super chats and humper chats and talk about anything <laughs> you want. If you want to talk about Alex's haircut, we can talk about that. Please. We can talk about this from Brandon who says, how was I even supposed to care about Shotzi versus Bailey Ooh. when they kept her off TV for three weeks? You know, that's not a bad. point. It's a I...
2: good question, point.
1: It is a good point and a good question because those are all wrapped into one here. But send
2: in your humper chats and your super chats. I would love to answer any questions about my haircut. No, <laughs> that's so dumb. That's just
1: only your haircut. Yeah, I'll I mean they bad. they are inconsistent with that and um. I mean the the good thing is we've at least had our champion like in action and EO Sky's great in the ring so that's not where the bar should be but it is where the bar is at like not getting our tag team women's champions on the screen but having women's matches like this where everybody's involved is a little bit weird like yeah. I understand Shotzi needing someone to help equalize things when you have Bailey and EO around. Um, but I don't understand why that person is Charlotte Flair or why a face is doing all of these historically heelish moves.
2: We'll wait and see. That's all we can do next time on WWE TV.
1: That's right. Well, we are coming up quickly on our main event here, but we don't want to come up too quickly. You know what I mean?
2: Whoa, easy killer.
1: You don't want to come along too fast because if we end the show that early people are going to be left unsatisfied and nobody wants that alex okay nobody wants for this to all end sooner it would feel maybe anticlimactic so we need a little bit of help with that and thankfully if you feel like this pay-per-view build has been kind of boring we've got something to add a little excitement into your life
0: hello hello Do you have a limp penis? A difficulty getting it erect? Boy, do I have a product for you. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful will help fix that. BlueChew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they work a lot faster because it's a chewable. It's also much more affordable. Use that promo code Fightful Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. One of the best parts, it's discreet. No awkward in-person doctor's visits. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door when approved by an online physician. You want to check this out. It will help you. It is a good product. It will make your sex life better. BlueChew.com, the code FIGHTFUL. When he makes eye contact with me,
2: I know he really means it.
1: He does. He does. Yeah. John has a great stare into the camera, like just the like I'm delivering my message to you, menacing stares a lot. But also when he when asked
2: he... me, do you have a limp penis?
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> that you. is That is personally directed at you. So.
2: Jesus Christ, always
1: blue 2com dot com code fightful. From our friends at Blue Chew. Hey, get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. But we're also going to take a minute to remind you to subscribe to Fightful Select to give you a bit of a programming update on what you can see for Fightful this weekend because we got two pay-per-views coming around the pike here. So Sean is going to do a payback review on his own, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show. He's going to be joined by the wonderful Cresta Star for the all-out, which is it? All-out pay-per-view. <laughs> she's a it. little
2: confused because oh we were all goodness. in last we week were
1: just a week ago we were all in and we were brawling and now we're back to the brawl now we're of all things. out um i i do feel like that is going to be the game plan on fightful on the main channel so you can check that out but i also feel like you should be subscribing to fightfulselect.com and you can get myself and alex card oh well, maybe oh, you can geez. join, but the schedule is <laughs> Spolowski. So oh you're fighting for select pay-per-view post shows as well for both pay per views Check us out there. Lots of fun stuff. We have a little bit of an alternative take on things. We'll see what's to come. The build for payback has not been all that great, so I'm sure we'll have things to say. You guys are chiming in with those chats. Thank you so much. We got. We'll get them supporting my suit agenda. Okay. Hey, as a younger brother, keep asking Bobby for that suit. It will happen soon. As a little sister, I'm familiar with this technique. I used to do this to my sister all the time until I could just start sneaking in her room and stealing her stuff. But oh. here's the thing. Bobby, I see you come out here week after week. You look great. And you never wear the same suit twice, which means there's plenty of suits. Plenty, plenty of suits in the back. I do think perhaps I'm slightly just slightly less built than Bobby Lashley. Like I'm I'm pretty strong. I've you met
2: you in person.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I hugged you, and it was a strong hug, right? I like, do so... gotta
2: say, she almost belly-to-bellied me right yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> That's that that was the type Sorry, of hug I got. Wouldn't...
1: When you get into parking lots and you're a wrestling fan, you just know how dangerous these parking lots are. I was ready for it, and I was a
2: little bit happy that you didn't because I was like, shit, I'm not going to get up from this (laughs) floor. if She does.
1: I could (laughs) deliver. Okay. But uh, I think maybe one of the ones maybe that you had prepared for Montez Ford might fit like a little bit, a little bit better. Um, So I think just send one, you know, hit me up. Kate at Fightful.com if you want to sponsor any of our shows or if you want to send me a suit. Uh, I'll give you my address, Bobby. We'll we'll work something out. I, I don't feel like it's a big ask. I really no, don't. No, not at all. Tom LaValle said that on Select, Linder told us who could use Bluetooth. I believe it. I believe it so very much. we got some people chiming in here. I appreciate you guys. I know after Rampage ends, we usually get a little bit of an uptick. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about All In because we do have a little bit of time here, but not before we discussed tonight's main event and it, it was really good (laughs) to see AJ Styles back in something that felt important. I really appreciate that. Will Kism chiming, chiming in saying, I do love how AJ Styles stuck up for Mia Yim. Like it was a brother way, not uh, like in a brother way, not in a corner way. So we do get an interview a little bit earlier here where AJ Styles is kind of annoyed with uh, the OC saying like, Stop worrying about all this bloodline drama. We've got bigger fish to fry. It did look, yeah. We do get into our main event here. And this was probably the best AJ Styles match we've gotten to see in a while. Like this, this felt really good. I liked this. Um, Does feel very go home to a pay-per-view-ish this whole episode. But I thought it was good. And it was just nice from an in-ring perspective to see this. AJ also just so seasoned and knows how to work with anybody and I feel like he knew how to pull out a really nice like performance out of Solo Sokoa. He could be like a little bit stiffer, so I feel like AJ Styles just knew how to make him look like the brick wall that he is, and a lot of good stuff. Uh, I liked this main event. What were your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I thought so too. It's it's good to see AJ back in the ring, man. It's it's just uh, his his in ring style is so different from so many people. Like he has that burst of energy and solo doesn't solo's more of a you know ground shoot fighter um kind of like you know what is it called the spinning solo what you were gonna do to me so it's just like, <laughs> like he's such a powerful like beast like every move he does is is forceful you know and um i think aj played very well uh with him in in, in that sense in his match style and i do hope that we get to see I know AJ doesn't have a lot left you know in his contract I want to see him more on my TV with meaningful fights and what you just mentioned in the back with uh the good brothers the way that kind of like um they gave each other a look and and while AJ was walking away and they looked off into the distance like you know kind of like what the fuck you know like what's wrong with this dude like i kind of made me think wait a second you know can can there be a little uh you know, brotherly, like, fighting in the back end, because there's there's a lot of factions now in WWE. A ton of factions.
1: Yes, there are.
2: Um, the, the Judgment Day is one of the very first ones that we're seeing. Um Besides Bloodline, uh, they're ridiculous. But outside of them, that is finally trying to see some cracks. i like to see more cracks in these damn freaking... Um,
1: <laughs> in our sables?
2: Each other. Yeah, I don't know why, but...
1: Why don't neither of my Alex's like friendship? I've got Pulaski over here. We love friendship. That... No, you don't. Pulaski I saying, love
2: you and I, I love your friendship.
1: Well, I love you and your friendship. I would never
2: Canadian destroy you on the ground. <laughs> that sounded so wrong, but you guys know what I mean because we're wrestling fans.
1: Yeah, because Canadian destroyers are the end all be all. Is so the
2: end all be all. Damn, Cornette's going to hate me for that.
1: Uh, I. <laughs> I got Plowski saying he wants Adam Cole and MJF to turn on each other, and he hates that they're friends. I got you <laughs> asking for dissension in stables, but I agree with you. I feel like this is gonna sound mean, and it's not meant to. But this, at this point, it feels like Bullet Club leftovers, and that's not where Yo. we're at.
2: Yes, I said this with Alex that 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 group has felt like the <laughs> the scraps. Stop yeah. calling them the OC Original Club. Whatever they want to think that they're gonna do, like they're the no, they're not. Like, unfortunately, it's just not. Like, create a new name for them because they're really badass. So I want them to, you know, if they're gonna be doing something cool, like give them some, some, you know, really fun to work with.
1: Well, and I feel like you could AJ Styles definitely doesn't need anybody right now. What I do want is Mia Yim to stay in the mix. So if they break up, I don't want her to fall apart anywhere but yeah she hasn't been doing a whole heck of a lot so i feel like aj styles being on his own and if we're actually going to have some tag stuff building out like the good brothers are a perfect duo to be eating some losses making people look really good at this point sure. in their career that that works so i uh, wouldn't hate a split i think maybe today was just them goofing off and aj styles being like be serious but we will yeah. see where it goes and we will pull up this chat from Kylie. Thank you so much saying hello, beautiful humans. I hope y'all are well. And this weekend has a ton of wrestling, but Hey, your girl is off till Tuesday. Love let's y'all. Well, go. Let's love that for go. you. Baby.
2: Let's do Very it. Very
1: thankful that uh, I have Monday off as well. Cause it's a lot of days in the row. You guys get wrestling. days off.
2: What's that all about?
1: Um, uh, no, because I'll still be on Fightful. But from the day job, I'll have a day off, which is nice. Will, chiming me back in. Always so supportive. Thank you so much, Will. Saying, with Asuka being off TVD, I'll think she's just holding off until Kyrie mm. Sane comes in. I think that's very possible. I think you could see them gear up together to possibly be a real contender for those tag team titles again. I think that could be a ton of fun. Um, I don't think Asuka needs it, but I would not be mad by any means if. Eh. We got Asuka and Kyrie saying coming in and maybe down the line, because I feel like Chelsea deserves to have these titles for a while with Piper or when Sonia comes back or whatever. But then being the ones to dethrone them, I think sure. could be really, really fun.
2: Can I say something here that no ever since oh okay, never mind then.
1: <laughs> go on, go on.
2: Ever since ever since a certain uh person it's not doing anything with creative.
0: I'm not going <laughs> to mention any names.
2: We've seen a lot of diversity. A lot of diversity in the WWE roster in, in a good way, right? Um, From champions, f- female champions of that, to a certain Mr. Nakamura, who mm-hmm. is able to speak in his native tongue. And we get the subtitle, something that would have never happened in a certain era of someone else. A lot of Latino representation on television, Um, even though it's very weak. At least I still see them on my TV. You know, Um, who am I to talk about booking? I'm not in in behind the scenes there, but it's really cool. That is true. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you guys knew this.
1: That's but, who you are, too, is it's what yeah. we pay to come out here and mostly talk pretty about much. Yeah, YouTube. I
2: am here because I fill that percentage <laughs> of Latino quota for Fightful
1: that's right, for, yeah
2: for the census and for a veteran. T- so I I take two boxes at once. That's um why we brought you in. but yeah, it's it's crazy. I love I love it. And if we see when Carrie Sain comes in and Asuka in the mix and yo sky, like this is this is like this is cool. Like, what's happening right now with wrestling in general is really freaking cool, and I'm here for it.
1: I'll say this. Great to have them on TV. It would be great if either promotion knew how to book Japanese women as champions. Huh?
2: Say it again for the other people in the back.
1: It would be great if either major television promotion don't, please don't. But Joshi and Impact, I know, I'm talking about WWE and AEW. Because I yeah, shouldn't have to turn off my television and go watch a different program to get good women's wrestling on my television. That's not properly the, correct. Like, I can go watch all those things. That doesn't mean the women contracted at these other places shouldn't also be giving meaningful stuff to do. So I will correct. just say I
0: agree.
1: it would be nice if either of the two biggest wrestling promotions in the world Knew how to book Asian women as champions. I love that. And kind of just in general, because what the hell and, are you doing? But yeah. yeah. that was your go home for SmackDown. We got a couple of minutes here, so let's let's talk a little bit about these pay per views. Uh, we've got payback coming up, obviously not the strongest build in the world. Looking forward to Raquel and Rhea for sure sort of looking forward to Becky and Trish I'll see what they can give us but like I said earlier it kind of feels compensatory to um the fact that they weren't on the SummerSlam card not a ton else built out here I think Shinsuke and Seth is going to feel really special like I'm I'm excited for that Mm -hmm. uh and thank goodness that Seth has that title and they have this title because otherwise man this card would be looking even more barren a lot of titles not being defended this weekend is a common theme across both of these pay-per-views. Uh, of course, on the AEW side, no women's world championship match. I am literally too tired to even talk about that. Uh, no men's singles world title being defended either. Uh, I do think it's cool that they've created an opening for Jon Moxley and Orange Cassidy to be able mm-hmm. to probably make an event like that special. I think you're going to get a lot of really great matches. I'm wondering if there's some surprises on the AEW side because we didn't get any big surprises outside of Mercedes and she was only there to look on at the biggest show of the year. Maybe that's how they punch this up to make it feel like a pay-per-view. Maybe Will Osprey is still kicking around a little bit. New Japan kind of has a little bit of an opening at the moment. So I, I do think maybe there are some possibilities there, but... Man, it seems like AEW's biggest stumbling points, in in my opinion, is when they have these back-to-back events, like when they tried to build Forbidden Door and uh, Blood and Guts in the same time, like, whatever, I forget which pay-per-view it was right before Forbidden Door, but that was also kind of, like, weaker because it felt like they were looking beyond what they were booking in front of them, so I feel like uh, this is their own doing, and it does concern me because we're getting more pay-per-views down the line, right? We're getting... Wrestle Dream, so this feels more like a winter is coming to me kind of situation than it does feel like a pay per view on Sunday. Since our numbers went up after Rampage ended, let's talk briefly about this pay per view. Do you have any expectations around it? Uh,
2: When it comes to All In, I was honestly thinking, why don't they just make it into a Wednesday special? Um, But you already, but you know, it's baked in as a pay per view. Um. I think they're they're sticking to their guns with it being a a pay-per-view back to back because of the bank holidays from what he mentioned on the on that scrum thing media scrum that he had um, can you technically say hey uh, you know all ins in August <laughs> and all oh, out yeah. is in September you there's <laughs> different <month. laughs> they're completely different months everyone you know you couldn't you can do that um, But I do think since it's, you know, it's Chicago, it's it's all out. um, He might have something up his sleeve just because he understands that, you know, a lot of people are out. There's a lot of things happening right now. You know. The AEW has a way of doing that for us as fans, as giving us those little surprises, those little blips. So, um I'm looking forward to it. If it even if it doesn't happen, I mean, uh, we, got, we got wrestling people, you know. And this isn't the first time that we've had back to back pay per views like this. Whether it's a like you just mentioned a television one, um, we've also had you know WWE. I believe not too long ago had like a one in Jeddah, and then uh, immediately another PLE on a Saturday, right right away the next week. So these are very hard to book. But what uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of the fact that I am watching so much more wrestling now in 2023 than I was in the mid 90s leading to the demise of WCW1 they were like at hot hottest going back and forth which is insane to me right now
1: so it did get announced on Rampage that OC versus Mox will main event uh yeah 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 I feel kind of split on this match and here's my thinking around it if Mox wins I think it goes back to being kind of a more ambassadorial title because he can bring it to Japan. He works the Indies. He can go anywhere. And I think that is a cool way to go about things. I kind of like when we have titles like that. Like, I think that was probably the intention with Pac. That's certainly what the the TV title in new Japan has become. I think Zack Sabre Jr. has been on ROH more than Claudio has, which is maddening, but also awesome because he's great. But like, I like those titles working interpromotionally and I I feel like Mox could be good for that. But at the same time, and not that Orange Cassidy isn't already made by this title reign, but if he beats John Moxley in the main event of a pay-per-view for that international title, that is a made dude. And there are people in AEW that have issues with John Moxley. One of them is the best because it's Eddie Kingston. So there are also possibilities of people to to come in and cost him, right? So I feel like you can go either way with this, and I don't think there's a bad call. Uh, do you have a thought on what you think will happen and what your preference is?
2: It, it certainly wouldn't hurt Orange Cassidy to lose this title. It, it's not because he's, he, to me, he's like a, a um, I don't want to make the comparisons like this, but he is like, like a Miz. He is like Teflon. He, he has the great gimmick. I mean, you can tell he has mic skills <laughs> from from him picking up the, yeah, the mic just on per, Friday. Kind of in um, that perpetually
1: over way, where it's like whenever he goes away and comes yeah. back or whatever. So, yeah, like um, that they're, they're both over also, whenever they're back.
2: He also mentioned like, hey, I'm beat up. I'm hurt. That could be a segue into, into it. If he loses, he loses. And again, if you I, – I would be – I think maybe it is time to kind of just like hand it over. Not hand it over, obviously. You know, if he does lose, Moxley would – Freaking really represent this title because Mox is insane. Number one, I think the first thing Mox will do is just bleed on it, just to be completely honest, on purpose. But (laughs) yeah, that's That's what I think. I'm, I'm, I'm my heart's going with with Mox. My heart's going with Mox. Um, that might be the surprise here because we this card is not as strong as what we want it to be. So to kind of have that image of Mox holding up the all Atlantic you know, sure. and, and then seeing where it's going, that'd be, you know, and, and giving he might give him some props, you, you know, pick him up, give him a little wet, bloody kiss and just let him to die on the ground. You know, I don't know, whatever, but Mox is kind of, weird like that.
1: He just... I'll I'll explain something a second, but I did want to address this. The way Tony Khan answered that question about why it only had one match, I think regarding women's matches that all in was bad. Yeah, there's because there's just no excuse for having more video package time on your card than women's wrestling. There just isn't. Um, There's six hours of television slated, and 14 of those were allotted for women's wrestling, and nine of them were actually in ring. And you undercut the entire story that you were building with your booking for a moment. There's no excuse. There's absolutely none. And right now, it kind of stands at the same. I know they're talking about maybe adding Athena to the Willow Hour, if Billy Starks is cleared, whatever. I cover ROH every week. There's several women that Athena could face, and it could make sense. She could hold an open challenge. She's that kind of champion. Um, and for a pay-per-view that had no builds, you had an opportunity to write it wrong. Right? Like, this whole pay-per-view's gotten thrown together in one week. And they really could have. They really could have. So... Very frustrating. Continues to be a frustrating point. But Uh, uh,
2: To your point, I don't understand. What's so hard about putting together a show with women in it with more than one women's match or more than a multi-women's match? You know, like, it ain't... Excuse my language, effing hard people.
1: No, it it's really, really not.
2: isn't. Like,
1: it's you have to stop treating women like there's some mystical unicorn and just do the same stuff you do with the men. It's not. I don't, I don't get it. Crazy. There's some
2: matches that just didn't make sense. That did there, there could have been a, 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 uh, what's, what's coming up after Fighter of Whatever, Fight for the,
1: the Fallen kind of thing. No,
2: that was done too. Gosh darn it. Whatever's coming up next, Bash at the Beach, whatever they want to call it. Like, let's just <laughs> keep, so put many it there. Awake. Let's, well, give the, Green, let's put the women where i want them man like give them to me like goddamn, it's, it's not that,
1: hard it's not that hard it's really not especially when you have a two hour zero hour like there there was just no excuse for that but will saying uh Sorry. no <laughs> that's okay off. no please i appreciate it i also by the way appreciate like there's been a lot of men speaking up about this simon miller was like guess we're gonna start a a women's match counter over at what culture like that means a lot when i see things like that when there's sure. other men that are voicing these things but we are saying kate what would you yell at tony khan to help the women's division he won't listen to you but we can try Jeez. oh buddy they would be more than a yell there's like a, a laundry list of things but i would just say um one match per hour is not that much to ask oh, no, and i would no. also say Uh, To follow through on the stories that you're building. Because we have seen so many left turns. There was like a very clear story with Sheeta, And then they booked for a moment. Uh, That's some WWE stuff. And here's the thing. You can book for a moment. When you have other stories going on. But when you put all your eggs in one basket. That's the only thing you get. So I don't get. Okay they booked for a moment. But there's this story going on. And this story going on. And this story going on. I don't have any of that. There's no diversity because there's no other representation at all on the card. Um, Just extremely frustrating. And there's also a lot of people calling for it. And I think Tony Khan just needs to listen. Like it also maddening that like there's so many great women's wrestlers that are just tucked away. Like the fact that Willow Nightingale is not booked for either of these pay-per-views is ridiculous. I agree. She had the New Japan strong title. She dropped it. Absolutely no momentum. No follow up to the fact that she won the Owen. Like just follow through on the stuff that is right in front of you. Maddening.
2: For a four year old company that does a lot of things right. They sure as hell just let things go under the radar and unseen. Like if no one else notices it.
1: Yeah, it's a little weird. That's a little weird one LT Photo saying they had so much time to have one or two more matches, even on the zero hour. Yes, they have literally more video packages than they did matches. Uh, Mm. There were no count them zero. Uh, And I know we're getting a Chris Statlander title defense this weekend as like the offset, but man, they had a a chance to right some wrongs, and they did not. They did not. But guys, we're going to get out of here. We have such a fun wrestling weekend coming up. Stay safe and have a Happy wrestling weekend. Watch what you like. Watch what you love. Watch Fightful. I got to get back to reminding people that Fightful is for everyone and that wrestling is for everyone. Um, I had some really nice interactions while I was at Podcast Movement where people came up to me and told me that that meant a lot to them. So I thank you for that. That will remind you time over time that Fightful is for everyone and wrestling is for everyone. So before we get out of here, Alex, where can the good people find you?
2: You can find me on X. Just one of those, though. Not three. One <laughs> X. <laughs> <At> <laughs> underscore Alexis Cardoza. You can find me on threads and on Instagram at Alexis Cardoza. No underscore on that. Um, I do want to say this really quickly before we get out of here. I want to thank everyone who um, watched last week. I, I got a little bit emotional uh, talking about um, everything that had, was happening with uh, the passings and some you know, personal stuff with family and stuff like this. So it was really cool to have everyone uh, kind of not make me feel like a weirdo. Um getting all emotional and crappy on live. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh last thing I want to say is I have a new project coming out soon. It's a, uh, uh and you guys will are I'm just gonna say right here first here on FIFO, it's a um it's called Christmas Films Unwrapped. It's gonna be a show about uh the best Christmas films in our generation, and uh it's gonna be like a panel of of good people. Hopefully, Kate and Alex our Graps will be there. Uh, with me along with two or three more other people and we're kind of just going to have fun giving away candy cane uh points at the best uh remarks of the movies and whatnot and see what comes out of it so i uh, hope you guys uh enjoy some of that stuff that i am be putting together for for everyone that's it
1: absolutely a bunch of christmas marks here at fightful we've got a <laughs> few of them so looking forward to that we got spooky season to get through first but I oh, hope yeah. so you can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter X whatever you want to call it and on TikTok by the same handle. You can find me at Kate Instagrams on Instagrams. A couple of appearances that I have and had outside of our regular schedule. I was on Wrestling Brain and I had a ton of fun doing a preview with the guys over there Wrestling Brain. Just two really genuine dudes that love wrestling and talk about it and um are in the spirits of what wrestling is supposed to be. We had a lot of fun chatting it up. You can find that in my pin tweet. I would encourage you to go over there and support them. They also offered to pay me, and I asked them to donate that money to me to Syria. So appreciate they're willing to compensate um, and to redirect that money into a great cause. So just a lot of love and appreciation for the guys at Wrestling Brain. I'll also be on the True Heel Heat podcast, chopping it up with SB3, who joined me yesterday for the Ring of Honor review because reg never tells me when he's out uh, but love 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 talking roh with him and him and chrissy love over there are, are just fantastic so i'll be joining them specifically for the wwe preview part of what they are doing on true heel heat on saturday morning then i'll be on select talking both pay-per-views with alex Plasky. so join me there then we'll flip back into our regular rotation but very much looking forward to having Monday off of the day job because we got a lot of wrestling to talk about this weekend. We thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Alex, thank you for for joining me. You're almost like United Empire but like with a little bit of love there. You had like the
2: I know you saw that. I didn't want to get, oh, yes, you know, yes, copyright yes, infringement
1: oh here on the
2: YouTube <laughs> channel, so.
1: I appreciate that about you, but no Collision Post Show this week. Join Sean on the main for your Pay-Per-View post shows. Join us on Select. Subscribe to Fightful Select for all the scoops and the news that are coming out of there. Have a safe and wonderful wrestling weekend.
0: Be out of here.